Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Joe Rage. How you doing this evening, Joe? I'm alright, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Huge thanks for joining us this evening. Uh, it's 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 great to be asked to be a part of these kind of things because I just love and talk about wrestling with somebody who actually wants to talk about wrestling. Yes. Through, <laughs> through through my time of being in wrestling, I always end up talking a lot of wrestling with people who really are kind of just entertaining my conversation, and I'm like kind of hijacking a lot of conversations and making it about wrestling just so I can talk <laughs> about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I find, yeah, I find that people. I tend to talk to people who watched wrestling in the nineties, or they watch talk world sports, and that's about as much wrestling knowledge they have. And so, it's so much better now. <laughs> I'd, I'd say, skill-wise, it's become a lot better. But I'd say there's there's a lot to be desired um, about some of the stories that are coming out. Oh, these definitely. Days. Yeah. Yeah. From a story point of view. So. But they only had massive. Especially in the WWE, they only had like four pay per views to work to, so the story you could remember the storylines a lot better. I think. Well, yeah, the, I mean, there's that, but like when you when you think about it, like we had, I think, three pay per views. We had Rebellion, Interaction. Did we not have another one as well? We had a one night stand. One ah, night yeah, only. Was, yeah, maybe maybe it was just something like that. But like, yeah, so like the the pay per views did get out of control sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you've been binging any series you could recommend to the listeners? Or? Um, I kind of just cut back and forth to like nearly everything, but like I must say, for me, I love looking at all the 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 kind of backstage stuff, even if it is like completely phoned in and acted. Like I yeah. don't really care. Like even if like so like I. I I watched Breaking Ground and I've watched it about three times, but like I just like to watch like the fly on the wall kind of stuff. Even if oh, like all, even if all of Breaking Ground was completely made up and it's not even like that, I don't really care. Like it draws me in more than like uh, SmackDown does or Raw, but yes. I still <laughs> like to watch those as well. Yeah, I don't think I've watched a full episode of Raw or SmackDown for five years at least. I watched the highlights. I watched the the hour catch up on the weekend. I don't know if I can sit through a three hour roar these days. Um, I think I uh, I can sit there and watch it from start to finish, mm. but I do have to allow that time. Like I have to make room for that time. I don't think I can do it. Um, um, I wouldn't be able to do it live. No. Like, because you have to allow that much time, and I just don't think it's like. It's kind of possible these days, like with a lot of like you know adults who have responsibilities and things like that. Like, well, with um, NXT going up to two hours, and then AEW is two hours as well, and I like NWA and I like <laughs> MLW as well. So that's six hours. <laughs> so if we're gonna try to add another five hours on the road, SmackDown, up here. <laughs> it, 
when it's when it's something that's like two hours or one hour or something, it's great mm. because I can just like when it's one hour, I can just do it when I'm doing my cardio. Yes. And I can just watch it then and I just sit on the cross trainer and just be watching it with my headphones in and stuff. But like when it's like two hours, three hours and it's like all these different shows like you just listed, like I have to kind of like catch up. And by the time I've caught up, it's the next week and it's all started again. Yeah. <laughs> so we went back as we started watching Raw from the beginning and they're dead easy. It's only 40 minutes, 45 minutes. To watch. <laughs> Is that all they were? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> So I think we're up, we're up, to, we're up, to, oh, we're up to the doldrums now. We're into ninety-five. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I think that in the pay-per-views, ninety-five, ninety-six, um, coming towards like you know, I'd probably say 90, 98 and ninety-nine. Like mm. you got some pretty good pay-per-views there. You got some good material, um, and then once the two thousand hits, that's when everything starts to get really interesting. Mm. Mabel's just won King of the Ring, so we're just we're in between King of the Ring and SummerSlam now, so it's been a bit of a spilt into Mabel versus Kevin Nash. You know? <laughs> so it's Mabel. Yeah. What a guy. So who was your favourite wrestler growing up? When when I first watched wrestling, um yeah. I was like I was clicking between like different channels as a kid. Like we we got Sky, yeah. the first version of Sky, and, and like I was just like in awe because in this like kids' room there was a small TV. I was as if there's a skybox in here. Like yeah. I don't really fully understand why my parents let that happen, but they did. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it must have been a deal that they got like that because two skyboxes is like something else back then. So I'm flicking through and like most of the channels are just like snow. It's like there's nothing in there, and then I eventually get to like cartoons and I'm watching that, but then. One time I mess up and I go the wrong direction and I end up on TNT and I'm watching yes. like I think it's I think it's reruns of WCW and it's reruns of old WWF. I don't think it's like anything new. Um, I mean I could like anybody could, if anybody wants to message me and correct me on this, what, they can. What year, what year was it? That's probably. So I know they, they I know they had Nitro on TNT after Carlton Network. Yeah, like, but it could have been reruns. I'm not sure. I was what uh, it was like ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, mm. any of those kind of years, um, and I like I was just in all watching these like mammoth people in the ring chucking each other about, and I'm like, what is going on? Like it's past my bedtime, but I am staying up for this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then like. I'm like, I'm like watching through it and stuff, and like a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks goes by, me just doing this, and then my brother walks past, and he goes, "You like watching wrestling?" I was like, "Well, yeah," and then he takes me into the back room where he's been watching wrestling the whole time, but he's watching, <laughs> he's watching current, yeah, um, WWF, and it's like, uh, it's like watching all of the all the major stars at that point, like Mick Foley and, and, you know, Undertaker and stuff and like their rivalries, the rock stone cold, all of that. And, um, I mean, and then back then the first ever favorite was Paul Ondoff. Oh, wow. Because like when I first saw him, he was like a mammoth guy. He was, um, I mean, did you watch him on videotape or was this on WCW? So, Paul Wonderful? 
I don't know. Like, I can't fully remember it. Like, I just remember Paul Armdorff and, like, how kind of aggressive he was in the ring and stuff. And I think that's what kind of attracted me to him as a favourite wrestler. Um, And then as kind of time went on and I started to get more and more into a complete 180 over to uh, Mankind. Oh, wow. Because, like, when I was watching Mick Foley, like, um, JR used to say that he, like, Mankind was raised by rats. Yes. (laughs) And, And, like, I was like, Jesus, this is cool as hell, the guy that was raised by rats, but I also like Goldust a lot as well. Yeah, I, I, I liked Goldust. You know, early Goldust was dead, just dead. Weird and creepy and nothing like anything else on the roster at the time. Yeah, yeah, and, and like for me, because I was a kid, like I was just like, this guy, his finisher is kicking people in the nuts. You can't <laughs> get better than that. Yeah. <laughs> so... So I was just like, yes, this is the guy for me. And if he ever loses, then at least I've got like Mick Foley in the back pocket. This is Benji from the Land of Gentry. And if you've got any class, you'd be listening to Broken But Glorious. What prompted you to dawn the tights to get into the ring? I saw my mum my actually like um, came home with a training uh, poster and said, like, look, I got given this at work. Um, she used to work for BT at the time. Yes. And she was like, she was like, oh, there's, there's this wrestling train. I thought you'd, you'd love it. And I was like, instantly, like, yes, I want to go to this. Um, and I actually went to Free CW first. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, and, um, <clears throat> and I, went, I went there with one of my friends. We wanted to become wrestlers. This was going to be it. Um, I was going to step in and then WWE straight away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I walk in and it's like, it's this like old kind of working men's club. Um, I had to walk through the, I had to walk up the, the, the fire escape stairs to actually get into it. Um, and uh, I, I just remember like, like, I remember training really hard and then being really bored because like I um I trained with the guys and it was and that was amazing and everything and then we had to step out and we had to watch these guys do this whole match and stuff and I was like as a teenager as a young teenager as well I was kind of like I don't really want to just sit here and watch people do stuff I want to do stuff myself yeah like I wanna, I wanna go and do tombstones and that, and you know, <laughs> tell people to suck it and then leave. <laughs> so, so I was like, scrap that, that's not happening. So I went and I left, and I, I, uh, I want, I, I wanted to take up uh, amateur wrestling, and then that's when I found out Britain has zero amateur wrestling anywhere, and then. I did find one place, but it was like miles away, and I wouldn't have been able to get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I learned about Hammerlock, and then I learned about One PW, and I was like, "Oh, these, or oh, maybe about IPW." I I always get mixed up which one I'm I'm on about, but like I will I learned about these two companies, and I was like, "Oh, well, these might be the ones for me." And um, and then I was about to go 
And then the next day I got given another poster by my mum and it was a wrestling training poster. This one was a bit better of a wrestling poster. And I was like, all right, okay, I'll go over there and try that. And then that was with Chris in EPW. And he ended up bringing me into wrestling and he ended up bringing me up in the mindset of wrestling and, and how to, how to be and what kind of really sold it for me and made me think, yes, I'm going to go through with this was when I was at a show, I was, um, the, the, like, uh, I was I was at a show and I saw some I saw some things that were just completely ludicrous. I saw a guy come in, um, with like a, a, a big odd suit on and a fur coat. Wow. He had two people with him. Told the two people he was too warm. They took the coat off for him. This was all legit. Like he was doing this backstage. He wasn't doing this in front of people. This wasn't so, well, his so wrestling was. gimmick. Right. This was just this was just this was just who he was. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, I'm, I'm too cold. They put the coat back on for him. And then he goes, we're leaving. And then they all leave together. And it's like, this was the guy who was like halves in on the company. And I was like, that's a little bit weird. Like, I don't know if I want to be a part of something that's that ludicrous. Wrestlers, or was he just one of the promoters? Uh, he was one of the promoters yeah. slash kind of a wrestler. Like, he, he, uh, he, he got on the show because he owned the show. Ah, okay. That sort of thing. And uh and I was like, I don't know if I want to be a part of this sort of thing. And then I ended up going round um in clothes over my wrestling clothes and then watching through the glass window and I was I was unbeknownst to me, I was stood right next to Frankie Sloan and he was giving me oh, wow. he was giving me the watch the where's and the whys. Yeah. And and uh, I remember that at the time he was uh, he was wrestling nineteen twenty years, and if he was wrestling twenty years, I was nineteen. If he was wrestling yeah. nineteen years, I was eighteen. Like he was wrestling one more year than I've been alive. Um, wow. he's like phenomenal. Like the he doesn't understand how much he sparked into me. By just doing that for me, like he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to like explain anything to me. So was this he around two thousand eight, two thousand nine? Yeah, something like that. So he would have just come off his TNA tour and had a couple of appearances to WWE around then. So like, yeah, like he, like I didn't understand how much of a big deal he was back then, and he doesn't understand how much he influenced me to kind of like get into this fully. Um. I later full circled it and met him again and told him about that. And then he apologized for getting me into wrestling. I <laughs> <laughs> backstage at the Just Wrestling events uh, earlier this year. He's a really nice guy. He was, ah, yeah, a, he he was at a six man tag with the Dogs of War again. That's what I knew he was against. It was a really fun match. That was it. That was it. Yeah, that was the place in Liverpool in front of about 15 fans. And he still busted his arse and did, put out a great match. He always does. He always does. He always busts his ass every time and gives it, like, if he's not giving, like, 80%, he's giving 100 do you know what I mean? Mm. So when you started training, was it like Paul Orndorff, you wanted to, like, mould your style around, or did you want to go more of the wackier side of the gold dust? Or... Um, I think at that time, 
I started to um, get into the likes of uh, Triple H and mm. Jericho and stuff, and I wanted to be the bigger guy because I got into this at like Eleven Stone, um, couldn't get off Eleven Stone, and like once I started gaining some weight and stuff, I was thinking like, well, you know, maybe at some point I can mold this into something and, you know, actually become like legit. Um, yes. But like, I think I've all, my, my first style that I, I ever kind of copied um, was Booker T. All oh, right. Okay. Um, like he, he was, he was like massive um, to me. Because like just the way he was, he was like he was massively like over the top and he was electric and and like you could see that like everything he did he did with like passion. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um and I think that's that's something that I really admired about him. Um and then just the way like I think for for me going into it because I, I had like such a um a long kickboxing background it kind of was was like a, a good kind of step over. It wasn't too far different to what I'd already done. Yes. Okay. Like the different kicks that Booker T does and stuff, like um, wasn't really that much of a, a difference to, to the kicks I'd normally done. Some of them are actual legit kicks. So, you know, it, 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 it was all right for me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but I, I think when I moved on after that and I started to get bigger, I kind of lost sight of that a little bit because I got too fixated on the idea of being a bigger person and being like, you know, something that's like really huge. Um, Is that big, bigger personality or big, bigger body shape? No, I like bigger body shape. Like yeah, I got, right. I, I kind of got too fixated on it, and I think it's an easily thing done inside of wrestling because. Um, what I never realized was that like there are so many people like myself who are like self-conscious about their bodies and self-conscious about how they feel about themselves that like you know they end up adopting styles to kind of like um help that or you know uh kind of cover it mm-hmm. as well like you know people um there's a lot of people who are big that that wrestle small because like the two they, they don't think they're big enough to be doing big guy moves and like it it's just it's just like i don't know it's it's one of them things it's weird to to find out how how many um self-conscious people that there are inside of wrestling and i think it's something that needs to be kind of highlighted um and yeah. and helped especially from the, the trainers because the trainers really are the ones that are going to be molding the minds of future wrestlers um, every decade from now till you know whenever wrestling ever shuts its doors. So did you have an idea of a character when you started, or did that did you, like did Jerry Rage like evolve over the years? Um, when when I first kind of started doing it and everything like. Mm. I didn't really have an idea of a character because back then, like, characters, uh, well, characters were more seen, like, gimmicks and and everybody got into the habit of being themselves because 
what happens is that is that like Chinese whispers comes from the the tryouts that happen, and if yeah, the Chinese uh, whisper <clears throat> is that WWE isn't looking for characters; they're looking for people to just be themselves. Then everybody then starts to just be themselves. Well, that's kind of the problem with WWE in like oh seven to oh nine. Everybody was like Joe Bloggs in black shorts. <laughs> they all well, that that's that's exactly it. They they wanted because they were trying to make wrestling into a reality TV show, mm-hmm. which they've kind of succeeded at in a way. And when when they were trying to do that. They, 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 they missed out on so many really good characters that have just like stayed out on the indies and not really gone anywhere because they knew they, they were on to a good thing with this character, but WWE never saw it and had nowhere else to go. No. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it, it's, it's weird how if you, if you actually look at the indies objectively, like from a security camera, you could see like the amount of people that are like kind of bitter, disappointed, or you know really excited, and like that split between everybody ends up forming into clicks. Yeah, like the the bitter people are usually sat with each other. Um, well, in some locker rooms, not all locker rooms. I'm not gonna sort of like trash the whole indie scene because like that's that's not fair, but like. I think that to some degree there are there are cliques of people where they just kind of stay better together, um, and there's pe- there's people where they like, you know, they try and pick pick each other up because they're taught from a different school, mm-hmm. and it's and it's really um, apparent as to where you're taught as uh, as to what your mentality is in wrestling. Yeah, I I understand that. So I've, I've I've interviewed some wrestlers who. They were taught to be really loyal to one school, but then I've been taught to other wrestlers were encouraged to go around the country and go to different schools and pick bits up from everybody. So it's, it's... I kind of see it as this, is that if you're a teacher and your goal is to make somebody into a WWE superstar, you have to let them go everywhere. Yes. Definitely. You have to, because if you want that person to be able to say one day that I was taught here first, then you have to know your limitations as a trainer and you have to be able to say, look, I can't do much anything more for you. I think you should go here because it would be really, it, you'd really suit that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of encouragement should be more, um, sh- should be created more in inside of the, the, the British kind of um, schools because like, we as British people don't really talk feelings and we don't really talk mentality and we don't mm. really, we're, we're, we're very introverted people. Um, and because of that, that's the reason why we have so many people with like um, mental health issues that like aren't being attended to and stuff like that. But then like there are, you know, absolutely amazing trainers that are doing that and that are pushing their people to go elsewhere. Um, you know, like, Rampage pushes you to go all the go all the places. Um, Hayden Hayden Dutch in uh, in Fight Factory he pushes people to to kind of go other places as well and branch out. I think Stu Allen he does as well. Um, these are just the ones that I've like 
came across in yeah. my time. Um, Fight Factory Pro in Ireland, they push other people, push people to learn from other places. In fact, they, from from what I've seen, they push other people to 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 learn in other places and bring that back to the school. Mm. Um, that makes sense because because they you know it's it's how it's how you can learn even better. Um, I think uh, Johnny Moss does the same as well. Like it's it's the it's the, it's the way forward. You can't just learn in one place because if you learn in one place, you're only going to get that good. And you're only going to learn that one style, which may not be what every, <coughs> may may not be what's fashionable in a, in different parts of the countries. So if you go exactly. around the country and learn different styles, then you can at least adapt to what. I'm guessing you change your style slightly to depend on which promotion you're in in front of which crowd you're in. So if you only learn the one style, you might not be able to do that as well. You you have to be able to 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 give people different flavors of ice cream you have to because yeah. not everybody's going to want the same flavor every single time yeah like you know they, they might they might want you they might want your vanilla but you need to give be able to give them a scoop of strawberry as well and a scoop of chocolate so then there you go you've got like a neapolitan that you can actually show off in front of people and they weren't expecting it I'm guessing you wrestle completely different on an EPW show to that you wrestle on a North show, which you wrestle on a main event show. Well, exactly, yeah. Like, like you, you, you wrestle, you wrestle differently on a main event to you would, you know, any any other place on the card. Um, you you wrestle differently for I wrestle differently for for North when I wrestled for them, but like I also wrestle differently for 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 Chris at EPW when I wrestled for him. It's 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 the same. It might be the same base, but it's not the same layer. So how how was the British scene? So you started like two thousand eight. How's it changed? Because it kind of got a boom between like thirteen to fourteen, fifteen. So how's it changed since you started? No one liked wrestling when I started. No, <laughs> not even me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like like no one did. No one liked wrestling. Like we had crowds of like twelve. 30 20 10 all the time it would mm. be good if we found a 50 do you know what i mean like oh, it's it's yeah it like it's drastically different um completely and and the the call is different as well and the standard is different um because when when i started wrestling i could do Booker T's stuff and you know it would get it would get me over and it would get me some some kind of recognition but it would be a recognition of a small group of people i was happy with that um and then for another show i got asked to do um a sting tribute which i did um because i was told that like well you know like you, ha you have to be willing to do the tributes because you have to respect the business enough to to know that it's not just about you it's about the 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 promotion as well and I was thinking, like, well, if it draws more people, then fair enough, I'll do it. Like, because it's it's about being loyal to everybody, not just you know to the one person yourself. You have to be willing to um, compromise some of your own um, ideals to be able to um, uh, to be able to put forward something that might actually entertain more people 
in a vaster area. So when you said you did a tribute to Sting, did you have to face paint and the? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, that, so, was, the whole, was the whole card just um, people dressed as fake WWE people? Or... Um, so, no, I've heard like, about these shows happening, but I've never. It, it was like a mix and match. Like yeah. there was there was a there was a Rey Mysterio tribute, and there was a um, an Ultimate Warrior tribute, um, and there was like me and Sting, um, and. Like the way I got asked was to me really strange. Like I was sat there just, you know, taking my boots off and stuff and he and the promoter walks past me and he goes, You know who you look like, son? Steve Borden and then he walks off and I'm like, What the fuck does that mean? Like <laughs> Like and back then, like, I had no idea of any wrestlers real names. I think I knew yeah. I think I knew big shows and that was it. Um and, uh, so I'm sat there like, and who's Steve Bond anyway? <laughs> and uh, and like my trainer at the time, he goes like, oh, like that's that's Sting. He he's asking you to do Sting as the tribute. And I was like, well, I I kind of like wrestling for myself as uh, like as myself. And he was like, yeah, but like sometimes you just have to do it to respect the business, and like you don't have to wrestle exactly like Sting. And I was like, all right, well. I'll give it a go then. So I go to the I go to the Stitchers place. I get the outfit made, the Scorpion one, because that was the only one I liked. I actually started to do research on Sting because, yeah, in all honesty, he wasn't one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, and uh, <laughs> and like it was only because of doing his face paint that I grew to hate Sting. <laughs> <laughs> because. I'm doing his face paint, and I keep getting the top of it wrong. You know the spider face paint that he has. Yeah. So I'm 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 doing like the spider, and I'm, and I'm like doing the top bit. I'm getting really frustrated because I have to keep wiping this makeup, uh, this face paint off, and then putting it back on. Um, which means having to do the base layer again. Um, because I'm I, I got really into doing the face paint. Like <laughs> I, like the amount of research I did, I don't think I've ever researched anything more. No, <laughs> um, I, I imported the the face paint at the time from France. Now you can get it in the UK, but at the time you could only get it from there. Um, and so I'm I'm doing this face paint. I keep getting it wrong, and then I realise the reason why. Steve yeah. Bond's forehead is massive. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm I'm, t- I'm doing this face paint. And I'm like, it's because your forehead's massive, you bastard. <laughs> like. The, the amount of canvas he has yeah. on his forehead, I'm like, well, because you've got a six head, like, what am I going to do here? So then I end up making the legs, like, a lot shorter and then at a different angle so it still makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I end up pulling it off anyway. And, uh, like, it's it's really weird to have people come over to you thinking that you actually legit are somebody else. Yeah, wow. <laughs> like, and it's not like I'm trying to like toot my own on or anything like that. It's literally just it was weird for me for people to be going like, "Yo, Steve, Steve Bond, yo." And I'm like, <laughs> "Well, why are you saying like even if I am Steve Bond, why are you saying my name?" Yeah. <laughs> but like, well, in any well, you, case, well, you've like, been like late teens, early twenties. Yeah. And Steve Borman would have been in his forties. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That that's that that's another thing that threw me off as well because it was like, well, 
I know I look a little bit older for my age than I actually am, but like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> It's Sting was wrestling in a t-shirt on TNA in like 2009, 10 was, he has that out of shape <laughs> so it's like yeah, 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 like he, he did get proper out of shape at one point, I, I noticed that like I think there was one time where I did Sting and a fan ended up having a conversation with me while I was signing the poster and they they ended up telling me like that they that they knew Sting must have had to have been somewhere else. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, well, because like for you to go from where you were um, in the, in like some, some year, probably like 2006 and then to go to where you are now, I knew they must have replaced you. And I was like, <laughs> you think there's two stings? <laughs> there is not two stings. <laughs> It was just like, it, I don't know, it was a bizarre experience sometimes. Like, other times it was like, I got to wrestle in front of 1,800 people. And when they, when they all kind of, like, cheered for me coming out, yeah. it was it was a bittersweet moment because I was, like, I was really happy about it because it was like, whoa, I've never seen this many people go crazy before. And it was also a bit like, but they're not going crazy for me. They're going crazy for Sting. It's it's yeah. not it's not my cheer. Do you know what I mean? Like like regardless of like whatever good show I've put on as Sting or whatever you know good attire I'm, I I you know made up that that night, it doesn't really matter because it's all for it's all for him. It's not really yes. for me. So like I ended up in a kind of ceremonial way, like burning the burning the old um, Sting attire and then. Like just carrying on as myself because I like, <laughs> I just couldn't do it anymore because it was like it's really weird and then what if he hears that I'm just like doing this yeah like am, am I essentially taking money from him like which at the time I don't think any late teens early twenties would have really cared about something like that but I don't know I just I just couldn't really do it anymore no the worst. One I saw was there's a guy in All Star Wrestling called the Yes Man, and he came out to fly to the Valkyries. He did the Yes Yes Yes. He had the big beard. He wrestled at Zachary like Daniel Bryan. Our Joel ten at the time convinced he just met Daniel Bryan, got a photo with him and everything. <laughs> nice, and like, see stuff like that is quite good. Like if a kid goes home happy that they yeah. just met like Daniel Bryan, even if they didn't, it's it's kind of good. Like it is kind of lying to them, but at the same time, it's like, well, did he go home happy or did he go home sad? Like, well, if he's oh, going I, home I, happy, I, that's I, 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 I didn't tell him for about two years. Like, yeah, it like it wasn't until he looked through the photos again and goes, "That's not Daniel Bryan." <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think there's there's like there's need to tell them really. Is there? It's just like yeah. it's one of them things, isn't it? Like it's it's a good moment for him to look back on and think, "Yeah, I did. I I met him." Well, it was on the same card as Gangrel, so in his head, I think it could have been WWE because he's little. And yeah, like Nathan Cruz and Zach Gibson was on that card as well, and Dean Mark was on quite a decent card at the time. So, so. Mate, that is a decent card, actually. I'd, I'd like to go back and watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the main, the main event was Gangrel, Nathan Cruz, and Zach Gibson versus Dean Mark, James Gibb, James Mason. 
Tommy Spitfire, is that his name? Tony Spitfire? Tony Spitfire, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it was awesome. Yeah, it was a over-the-top rope six-man elimination match. <laughs> uh, he, he's from Middlesbrough. Yeah. Tony Spitfire. Yeah, I've, I've seen him a couple of times, and he's, he's really good. This is Shreddy Breck, a.k.a. Mr. Clangin' and Bangin', and you are listening to Broken But Glorious, because this ain't no gimmick, it's a lifestyle. Alright, so who is Aaron Jacobs? Um, Aaron Jacobs is 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 a, a weird guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he's 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 kind of like um, I think I, I suppose the jumping off point for Aaron is is basically American Psycho. Um, yeah, I, more... I, I saw I saw I saw like Dexter, American Psycho, Hitman influences in him. Yeah, it's it's like that. Yeah. It's it's your more kind of like high class murderer rather than like your your kind of like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre types. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So but is like, he in, is he an alter ego, Joe Rage, or is in K is he a different person? Um, I I'm not at liberty to discuss that right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> He 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 could be an alter ego. He could mm. be um, a, a separate person. All I know is that I've never met him. Uh. <laughs> so how how is Jacob's difference to Joe Rage then? So. I'd probably say like uh, the 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 word release brings to mind w- with with Aaron Jacobs because like. With with Joe Rage, like I'm doing everything that I want, I wanted to do, growing up watching wrestling. Yeah. Um, with Aaron Jacobs, I'm kind of more releasing all of the 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 bitterness I have out on whoever I'm kind of against, because like I think to to truly love something, you have to hate it, kind of almost just as much yeah. and like I love wrestling so like there's a lot about it that I hate um, because if you'd love it, if you just thought that wrestling was sunshine and rainbows all the time you'd never get any better you'd never have any sort of standard that you'd mm. want other people to be held up against and you'd, you wouldn't really get anywhere um, whereas if you hate certain things about it, then that means you have an opinion and a standard that you want to keep to with with wrestling. And when people keep kind of breaking that or disappointing you or making false promises or kind of like, you know, just all around, just like, you know, asking about and doing things wrong and, you know, making wrestling look bad on the whole because of it, then... You know, it, it, it kind of breeds this whole negative <clears throat> negative kind of thought process in your head. And yeah. it's good to be able to have something that releases that. Because I get to do, with Erin, with I get to do everything, um, every nasty thought I have, um, I get to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything you want to do in video games, I get to do that in wrestling. And I think that, that kind of broadens Aaron's horizons and make it makes it so Aaron's very versatile and can do so much in so many different situations. Yeah, I watched one of your vignettes where you 
you're sending a message to AWOL and you literally murder the guy. <laughs> and you put and then you put the sheets on the bed and it's also must it's amazing visual to see. Yeah, it's because it's one of them things like I started to think, well I'm not gonna be the same Erin in every in every company that I go to. No. Um I wouldn't be able to. Like it would start to get stale and I wouldn't enjoy it and I'd have these these um if you you can't be the same wrestler in every single co- uh, company that you go to because if you do, then that means that you're going to have the same story restarting over and over again. Um, but if you have different things and different angles and different um, opportunities that you can kind of make out of nothing, then um, it brings a whole other layer every single time you go to another company. Yes. So, so did you... Wa- so so with with EWW I wanted to make Aaron talk because he doesn't really no so were you wanted when you developed the character were you wanting to go down a more violent hardcore side of the sports um it was it, it was posted to me um I was I was kind of I guess you could say I was I was kind of jaded and and I was doing you know the same thing all the time with with Joe Rage and uh, Andrew had seen me at a absolute wrestling show um, and he had uh, he'd like he liked my style um, and he suggested the idea of a um, I think he came up with the American Psycho jump off. Um, and then I went away with the sons of you laid, um, and kind of like we we came up with the rest of it. Um, Bass Ban, rest in peace. He uh, he he uh, he actually came up with the name Aaron Jacobs. Yeah. Um, he uh, he came up with that, and and he he also said like I, I think that you should kind of talk this way. Because you don't want to talk the same way that you do when you draw rage, because it's going to make you like kind of like shift personality wise. And I was like, all right, okay. So we did the first video, which is um, the one I did for North, uh, where I'm putting the tie on and everything and shining the shoes. Um, did that. And I think we did each individual shot i think we did it in like one or two takes each because it it just it was easy to just get into that mode because i never really realized that like um i could be a guy who actually has range as a character worker um now it's just so easy for me to just switch between erin and joe rage um i wouldn't mind trying to do it in a rumble one time the, the two faces of Joe, like the three faces of Foley. Yeah, like the three faces of Benji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, because I, I, I watched your match with Amir Jordan earlier today, and the, the end of the match was more. You, you, you did your finish move where you raked his neck, but then you wanted to get back in, and you said, I haven't finished yet, I haven't finished yet. And you had to get dragged back out of the ring, and you still wanted to go in, and just. I don't know if you actually said, I want to kill him, but that was the. Implication that you hadn't broke his neck. <laughs> so. Yeah, like um, 
I wanted every everything I try and do with Erin, I always try and make it a suggestion. Um yeah. if I ever if I ever implicate myself, it's never intentional. Um it's just because I'm probably just not that good of like staying character, but <laughs> like, <laughs> um like I never try and implicate myself because it if I implicate myself then I can't really go anywhere from there. If I say if I say that I want to kill somebody and I never actually kill somebody, then I'm not really a threat because I, I never really do what I say that I'm going to do. I don't think you actually said I want to, I'm going to kill. I just I think you're just saying I haven't finished with him. I haven't finished with him. And then you literally have to get dragged away with like four or five guys. Yeah, that was um, that 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 was something that I kind of said um, last minute to Bowers. So like credit to him for kind of allowing it to happen. Mm. Um, I said, I said, like, I think it would be really good if, if, if you were able to kind of stop me and, like, you know, we have, like, some security guys take me away. Would that be at all possible? And straight away, he was like, yeah, we can do that. And then it did, and it made, like, a, a really impressive visual, I thought. Yeah, whatever happened to Amir John's mate, Shabazz? <laughs> um, that, that was... Um, another last minute thing like I had ended up saying to Amir um I think it was really close to us going out I ended up saying to him like do you have anybody that like is supposed to be here that isn't um and he said like oh yeah I have a mate called Shabazz I was like right okay I want to make Erin like a bit of like a stalkery thing and I think it's a good way for me to get on top of you is that if I say where's Shabazz um and then you could be freaked out that I said that then I'll do the throat thrust and then going to you know the finish from there and um, <laughs> that was uh that was the kind of idea behind that um because I, I i do like to like even even if erin was to become like you know a fan favorite for whatever the re- for whatever the reason i would still always want to make him as weird as possible yes <laughs> because like it's kind of like one of those things where, like, do you remember when CM Punk and Jeff Hardy were doing that kind of like that? Um, they were doing that like feud between themselves, where like, in in all accounts, CM Punk was the stand-up guy, and Jeff Hardy was the the the, the, was like the straight edge versus the drugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like there was it as a. As a person, what they made Jeff out to be was nothing likable, but yet he still was likable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you met like that that version of Jeff Hardy out on the street, you'd kind of avoid him. You wouldn't like go, Yeah, go on, mate. Yeah, you're doing class. And, yeah. Like and, and then with CM Punk, like, again, if you saw him out on the street, you would like him as a person, but because it's wrestling, like they just went completely the opposite way around. And I, I think there's something really good in that, in that, like, you can make such a weird character um, seem like the the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, I, hate, I hate it when they, they turn somebody's face and then they suddenly change character. So it makes no sense. Like, they've done Rhea Ripley. She's, she's got, she's badass. And now she's smiley. And you're like, well, can't you just be a badass that we cheer? Well, exactly, yeah, and I think that, like, 
that needs to be held upon massively. Like you, you need to hold on to those things because those are the little nuances that you look back on and go, that was that was really hilarious. Why did anybody like me? <laughs> well, like Stone Cold back in the day, he barely changed character between heel and face. He'll just either beating up good guys or bad guys. But yeah, still, the, uh, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. <laughs> and, and and when I was um, when I was when I was being booked as a as a heel as Joe Rage sometimes, and I was being taught by Bram, he always would say that to me. He's like, "Well, you just." Like I was like, do I, do I need to like change my moveset or anything like that? And he was like, no, just be your age, but just be insulting to people because like you're the, still the same guy. You don't need to change anything about you. You just do it. But now you're a heel. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite people I've interviewed are heels. They tend to be like office workers who deal with the public. So they have to be dead nice all week on the phone. So the weekend, so they give me arseholes to people. They absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But like, I've got to say, if I if I had to pick, I'd I'd be a face. Yeah, I find it harder to get people to hate me. Ah, it's kind of the opposite of what I've heard. It's, 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 yeah, it's, like. It's, I, it's, <laughs> I I just find it. I just find it hard to get like to get people like to hate me and stuff like that because like I don't know. It's I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> like Benji. I think Benji. Like he he used to say it to me as well. Is that like is that like it's it's proper easy for you to be a face? And yeah. I was like, well, it's not really. Like I still work. And he was like, no, you still work, but like it's just easier for you to be a face than it is for me to be a face. <laughs> <laughs> Because he, he quite enjoy like the the landed gentry and stuff like that. Yeah, were you tag team champions recently? With him? Yeah, we were tag champions um, as as the brothers Rage finally. Because like we <laughs> like growing growing up like wrestling, like we always wanted to be like a brothers tag team for ages, and we never yeah. got we never got the chance. And then we finally got the chance with a company, and like. That it, it ended like for us in in our perspective of time, like it ended sooner than it started. <laughs> <laughs> like we wanted to hold on to them so badly. We we yeah. got um, I think we I think like we we bothered to get like pictures all the time just because we knew it wasn't going to last long. <laughs> this is Royce Is Double A C Dollar Sign One Half of the Wild Cards, and you are listening to Broken. But glorious. So, last question. A bit of longish questions. <laughs> so, if you're a promoter for a day, promoting a show, so using wrestlers you've either worked with or trained with, if I give you a match type, you tell me who you put in that match. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, who would be in your opening contest to excite the crowd? Opening contest to excite the crowd. I'd put Shreddy Breck and. Uh, Rory Coyle. Wow. That's, that's completely opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put him in a singles match to, to open the show. Mm. One, because you know that they can have a good match together. And two, Rory will spit drink on Shreddy, which I'd always enjoy watching. <laughs> and, and three, because I know both of them want to go home early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who would be in your comedy match? A comedy match. 
mate, one of them has always got to be Martin Kirby, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like, every time you have to have him. So you're going to go up against I, another comedy vassal, or is he going to have a straight man to go up against? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'd put him against Adam Maxwell. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I've never seen it happen. No. And, and also, I'd like to, I'd like to see Maxted um, break character and laugh at some of the stuff that Kirby. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, what be your women's title match? Women's title match. I'd have Soraya Knight, Roxy, and who the hell is third? Um, uh, Sky Smithton. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have those three in a triple threat for the title. Um, one, because I'm a massive mark over Soraya Knight. Like, I watch anything she does. And then Roxy and Sky, because they went to, they both went to Germany. I'd like to see how they do um, against each other because I haven't actually seen face each other. Yeah. And then all three of them, because like Soraya, like, being as experienced as she is, I think it would be a class matchup. Yeah, um, next is uh, Hardcore Extreme Rules type match. Right, so Big Jaws in it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Big Jaws in it. This is a hardcore match. I'd have I'd have him facing... Oh, who would be clasping my face? I would have him against... I'd like to see him against Jimmy Havoc. Yes. Um... And I'd like to put somebody else in there as well. I'd like to put two people in there. Wow. <laughs> Bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that, definitely. Like, because if you're going to do it, you may as well do it all the way, don't you? Like, put yourself in. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> Jacobs in there as well. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd put in, i tell you, i tell you what I'm putting actually. I'll put in, um, I can't remember his name. I tell you, I'll put in Screwface. Oh wow, yeah. I put in Screwface and I put in um I need a fourth. I want I want a fourth person in there <laughs> because like definitely you need a fourth person, like just, just somebody in there just for like Will Will Cruz. Will Cruz. <laughs> I put in Will Cruz in there. Wow. Just, just because <laughs> big, we need a big, big heavy dive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, an intergender match? An intergender match I would have uh <laughs> I'd I'd have uh, I'd have Benji. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd have um Dominita. Oh, huh? Dominita. <laughs> um I'd have uh I'll put in Katie Harvey. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Benji versus Katie Harvey. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh then you've got your tag team title match. Uh, tag team title match will be uh, the, the Hype Bros. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Hype Bros um, versus myself and Bram as the Heat Bros. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got your main event. Um, main event it always has to be Rampage. Rampage yes. has to be in the main event. Um Rampage and Rampage and T Bone. Oh wow, that's good. Yeah, that'd be a great match. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just, just like proper, proper house fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Oh, that's an amazing card. I'd really like to go watch that. <laughs> I know. I want to see this. See the show now. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, that that would be my card. Like, I think that, that would be class. That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right, so this is where I usually ask where can people see you in the near future. But uh, do you are you doing anything to for your fans or anything online or? Um, I'm kind of staying quiet online because, like, I I want to be able to give content that's 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 you know decent. Um, I don't want to kind of phone anything in and and just like give you something that's like on the phone, um, and and just like recorded because I felt like I might have to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, like I haven't done any posts on Aaron Jacobs or anything. Like I've just kept it kind of as is. Um, I might do like a couple of things to here and there, but like just to let you know that I'm still kind of working and stuff. But um, creatively, I have some ideas uh, that I want to go down and, and kind of see into fruition. But at the moment, there's nothing really that I'm kind of um, going to be releasing anytime soon. Um, just when the when the green light's given for wrestling to turn back on, then I'm just going to kind of hit the training uh centers and just kind of keep my head down and keep going really because uh i've i've kind of like not been at many training schools at the minute um and i need to i need to kind of go back and do that because i'm far away from rampages and he's not like you know down my down my street anymore no (laughs) so uh, do you want to promote your social media before we get there uh, social media um, is Joe Rage Wrestling or Aaron Jacobs Curse on Instagram. On Twitter, it is Joe Rage Virus or um, Aaron Jacobs Curse on Twitter as well. Facebook as well, it's just their names. Um, and that's, I mean, that's basically it. Um, <laughs> in terms of where I see myself in the future, yeah. Uh, it's more or less just keep my head down and seeing what kind of opportunities I can grow, I can grow and kind of get a hold of. Um, there's so many times where you get promised opportunities in this business and they don't come to fruition. So um, I don't want to make any sort of assumptions, but the main goal is always like to a contracted position. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what did you have any plans that I think you're really looking forward to? It's been cancelled by the pandemic. Or? By the pandemic, um, yeah, there was a few shows that I was booked on and stuff that obviously like never came to fruition because of the pandemic and stuff. EWW, um, massive love to them, and I hope they're kind of like everybody's recovering uh, financially from all of this and stuff because I know it's been hard on the promoters. Um, mm. Fight Factory Wrestling, same for them, and just just everybody really, everybody that I've ever worked with, um, I hope is in a better position now than when the lockdown started and I hope that we can kind of work together on some ideas in the future and hopefully make something that gets us all uh, paid <laughs> but yeah like it's 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 more about just like looking to the the near future rather than the far future because the far future is always going to be the same for me what I want out of wrestling but the near yeah. future kind of changes from day to day yeah, my, my, my four-year-old's missing Wrestle Island so much that he's created all his favourite wrestlers on one of the WWE games and just does his own matches. <laughs> Wrestle <laughs> Island. Con- 
Wrestle yes. Island is definitely something that I would I would want to I'd want to mess with and I'd want to be uh I'd want to be on because uh I've I've always kind of like saw them as like a a kind of rite of passage like if you're any if you're a wrestler that's kind of worth his salt then you know you've probably been on work Wrestle Island at some point um, yeah or you've been on you know there's many other companies that I can kind of list here but like um Wrestle Island is just one of them that I've I've always wanted to be on for my own kind of like uh, goals. Yeah, I haven't missed a Wrestle Island show for. I had to, I missed one in 2017 because it was my, my uh, girlfriend's mum's 60th, so we could we had to miss it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But I, haven't, I haven't missed one for years. But yeah, but they they are amazing. Yeah, the I, I think so. I think so. I think they give a lot to the fans. Yes. Yeah, yeah. as I say, my, my kids both. I've got a 14-year-old and a 4-year-old, and they both love it, and me and my girlfriend both love it. Yeah. Oh, was, good, yeah. They, were meant, they were meant to have an April show, and I think they were meant to have a show in two weeks. So we kind of <laughs> missed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Like, well, that's the other thing as well. Like, all these proposed, um, postponed shows and stuff like that, they at least... You know, most of them are probably going to come back um, okay. I hope anyway. Um, it's just going to take a lot, um, I think, for fans to trust each other to go to a show. Yeah. Yeah, but I've, I've, I guess it's been a, it's been a kind of blessing in disguise. From you've been able to rest your body and get all them niggling injuries out the way, and maybe work on things that. Haven't been well. Things are going well, and think about what hasn't done well from a character perspective, which you can do little tweaks when you come back. And... That's entirely it. Um, that that's 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 massively on the point. Is is that like I've been kind of thinking about things where like they haven't worked, and things where I was kind of pushing something that really didn't really need pushing. Um, mm. and uh, you know, uh relationships that I probably like you know soured by being too eager um and then um also at the same time like working on little like as you say niggling injuries and stuff like that I've been working a lot on recovery um like um for my shoulder and for my knee um but they're both absolutely fine now so um I'm just eager to get back to work yeah so I suppose I'm not going to give them names but yeah so one of the hips was Buggered and he, rec- he reckons it's yeah three months off wrestling's done it the world good and one is his knee, knees were gone but he's just he was contemplating having to change his moveset because he does lots of back backbreakers but just having that knees three months off just feels a lot better now. So it's like... Yeah, they kind of go, they, they kind of go away. Um, at first, if you if you're used to doing wrestling quite often, um, mm. you know when you first take time off. Uh, you you actually feel worse in your back. Yeah, which yeah. sounds really strange, but like it's gonna be in, interesting. The first matches back, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like they say, if you if you don't if you give an artist paints for ages, the first thing he comes back to is probably gonna be a work of art. So hopefully, people, you've all got these brilliant things in your head that you've wanted to do for months. So you'd probably be really creative your first couple of matches back. I probably will be. Um, it's uh, it's it's definitely going to be impressive seeing uh, 
seeing what happens to wrestling when it first first gets its first draws. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, well, I think I've kept you long enough today. <laughs> so, so, uh, ah, it's, yeah. it's no worries. Like I, I can sit here all night and talk about wrestling. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've really enjoyed speeds today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. That would be great. Um, anytime, anytime you want me on, mate, just give me a message. Oh, amazing.